sheesh, uh, the names today. My, my sleep deprivation is clearly showing. John, you updated yours too. I will stop Swan's crew from reporting on our plan. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I will make sure that her ladyship doesn't get into trouble uh, from last time as well. Two beliefs that are not conflicting with each other. Yes. Well, it's fine if they conflict with each other and you have to choose. That's, that's, that's great. But it's, it's good if you have beliefs that you can pursue. That was the main, the main issue. So last we saw... Crowley had wandered off to uh, the Devil's Trumpet to try to prize or lure. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, did you give the captain a name? Ah, your belief says Shirley. So Crowley and um, uh, Fat Charlie, yes, had uh, wa- wandered off to, um, to lure Captain Shirley out of, out of uh, whatever he was doing with um, two sovereignty boys who were supposedly incognito. Here in Tortuga, throwing money around, trying to get people on their side. I missed last time that we have an empire and we have a sovereignty, and they're different. Right. There, there are a bunch of different powers, which I'm very loosely basing on the British Empire, France, the Spanish Empire, and Holland. Very, very loosely. <laughs> Don't feel like you got to be Englishy or, or anything else. So. You had gone to do that while Bonham and Godfrey went off to find Pegleg Pete uh, in order to locate, uh, build a mute potentially. And we're gonna we're gonna return to Bonham and Godfrey. So it's like a comedy duo. Oh, it hasn't started yet, my dear. The pirates Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> so it's still it's still nighttime. Uh, you're still in Tortuga, the, this uh, this uh, uh, labyrinth-like mess of um, uh, shacks and, and stone and plaster buildings. Now, I can't remember if we came around a corner or came over a hill and spotted them. As I imagine it, you have this kind of like gentle slope that kind of gets more and more dramatically sloped the more inland you get. So um, you're kind of up. So the the upper elevations hold some of the fancier establishments you know the, the they're the farther farthest from the the low class pubs and um storehouses and shacks uh, by the quay so they can kind of sort of put on a little bit of an air up here are these the brothels we came from originally or are they a little further on down the hill uh, it's in the same neighborhood it's in the same neighborhood it's not the same um establishment that uh, you 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 fled <laughs> but yeah, you have uh, kind of rounded a corner, let's say, and uh, you're looking across this little square, slightly tilted square, up toward um, the establishment, uh, which Peg Lake Pete pointed out. And uh, as I described last time, you can see Bill the Mute, uh, who is clearly a, like an island native and not part of any of the empires uh, originally anyway doing sign language at a crew member, uh, a pirate that you, at least uh, Godfrey, would, would think, oh, wait a minute, I've, I think I've seen him on Swan's crew. You don't know his name. Yeah, the pistol comes out, and I'm just running forward. Hey, stay right where you are! <laughs> okay, so that's what, that's what Godfrey is doing, or Wilton. What is, what is our Sawbones doing? Well, this is a bit uh, forward and untoward, Mr. Godfrey. Bring a 
Even around here, wouldn't it be a bit unwise to take such precipitous action? I'm running across the spur with a pistol out. Yeah. <laughs> You're shouting this in his back, I guess. My words are wasted. About the best I can do is uh, follow on. All right. So uh, Bill and the crew member whirl. Uh, Bill whips out a, a cutlass, and um, the crew member whips out a pistol of his own. And uh, what else do you do or say? Shooting around the ladies is not a good idea. And some of the gents. Um, so I'm going to see if I'm going to get him just to put their hands up. I'm going to try to intimidate them. All right. So so what do you do? Well, I'm waving my piss around, aiming from both the ones, and, yay, put your hands up. We want to talk with you. Put your weapon down there. So the crew member is like, unless you hadn't seen, we're both armed, you dum-dum. <laughs> All I got to do is shoot one of you, and I pistol aims at the, at the guy with the, the other the other person with a pistol. Okay, so the crew member's like, but then you only have one shot, and Bill here will skewer you. He can try. Why don't you run back to your mama, little boy? You know, this is where I pull back the hammer. Take careful aim. What was that again, lad? Yeah, okay. So let's, since you're at least taking steps in the direction of an actual, potentially pretty deadly interaction here, let's have you do intimidation. Do I get a situational die for having a gun out pointed at him? No, he's armed and his buddy's armed. Uh, okay. And you're with so... a girl. Come on. <laughs> and as always, they seem to. They discount things which should not be discounted. Of course they do. I'm going to spend one persona on this. And what's my ob? I think it would be three. That's not that bad. I'm only rolling three. Oh, well, never mind. That is that bad. <laughs> yeah, remember, you you got to get over the obstacle in order to make them hesitate. So I may have to spend a fate if I'm lucky. Nope, not even. So the crew member cocks his pistol and over the shoulder of Bill, a third pirate comes out of the, the under the shaded eaves of the, the brothel and um, cocks his, um, his pistol and points it uh, at you guys. Not at you guys, at you. Any interesting terrain around them, like overhead? Overhead? Uh, yeah, there's probably like a, I said eaves, but there's probably like a second story, like balcony. And uh, there are, of course, like s small windows, greasy windows. Uh, you can see into the, the glowing, sinful interior of the brothel. Uh, there's probably like a, like a palm tree leaning against the building in a, in a near corner. No interesting signs hanging from a single chain that one can shoot out and drop on top of somebody. Nothing like that. Uh, I don't think uh, there's an overabundance of signs. Now, says, says the pirate, perhaps you want to rethink your course there, laddie. Two pistols, yeah, that's a little different. So I carefully put my thumb on the hammer and then slowly release it and let it sit back right down and hold the pistol up and said, maybe we can. Maybe we can talk about something. Talk about this. Smart move, smart move. He uncocks his pistol and the other guy does the same. And when he does so, Bill touches his shoulder and um, makes some, some quick signs and points to you. And then the pirate cocks his pistol again and points it at you and says, Aye, we really ought to have a conversation. Drop your stuff. I paid good money for this pistol. I ain't dropping it on the floor. I am. I am a pirate. What do you think I was going to do? It just cost me a month's wages. I can shoot you in the gut and take it, or you can hand it over along with your sword. I think you probably didn't really want them to be a friend. So, um, 
going to make a sorcery test. Well, no. I have to describe my intent. I only get one shot at this. So what do you do? I make the gesture that is... It's a sign of... Associated with the demonic intrusion. I want to ca- I want to cast the fear and suddenly transform. In their minds, my mean will be transformed to be quite fearsome if I can overcome their steel tests. Okay. But I only get the one shot at this. It can't be it can't be done over and over. So anybody who makes their steel test is uh unfortunately going to be quite unfazed. I think it's it's pretty evil, right? In the sense that well evil. It is pretty un it's not very generous, right? It only works the once for each individual character, I think. Yeah, once per target. Area of effect presence. There wasn't a whole lot of choice for having something to kind of protect myself in, like, the ob 3 range, you know, stuff that I could afford with my resource points. Okay, so um, right now their attention is on Wilton. Uh, so they're not really looking at me. No. So what do you do to get their attention, if any, anything? I guess I'll have to uh, step into their line of vision, so I'll be stepping... Right in front of Wilton and saying, if you'll be shooting my crewmate, you'll have to shoot me also. All right. That's, that's pretty good. I feel like I should give you a, a test for conspicuous even even still. So, but that's, that's good. That's, uh, it's beginner's luck. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, uh, good positioning. I'm, I'll give you a bonus die. Because uh, it's uh, certainly a, like a tense situation, and you're stepping in front of <laughs> in front of a gun, right? Yes. So this is my first test, and I do not have this conspicuous on my skill list. Uh, there's a being learned. So you add conspicuous. Uh, would you like to spend any arta, or are you are you good for now? The obstacle is going to be three again. Now I should. Uh, warn you that if you don't have a, a persona point in in the bag, then if you suffer a mortal wound, there's no way for you to spend a persona for will to live. So your character will definitely die, right? So it's always good to have one handy. So it's up to you if you want to spend or not. Well, given that the stakes are really his pistol, well, it's not just his pistol. It's also the... well, this is this is to get their attention, right? Before you decide to spend, I really should. Um, this is something I, I tend to forget on the burning wheel, but I, I, I need to state at least a sense of what's going to happen if you succeed versus if you don't. Okay. And I think you're going to get their attention either way. But if you succeed, you're going to have their attention in a way you wanted. And if you fail, you're going to have their attention in a way you didn't want. So that's the stakes. Yeah. You, you may end up in a situation where you're not able to cast the fear, um, at least not on all of them. If you fail, but only if you fail. But but we but we're we're looking at a high obstacle here because it's beginner's luck. Three so. is the basis. Uh, so before we double it, it is going to be a difficult test, I believe. So if yeah. you do not mark it for the skill, you mark a difficult test for will. Okay. And then we double it to six. And I'm four. And five with the the five with the advantage die advantage. So I would have to spend the persona point to be rolling enough dice to get anywhere. Well, as as illustrated by last last session, sometimes it works. 
Yes, sometimes if if you roll a bunch of sixes, but that's up to you. And it's never bad to spend persona if you have it. Uh, base obstacle is then six, or no, base is three. Base is three. Yes, six is uh, the actual. One success against the six. No sixes. So the pirate grins, and he, he has half his teeth are like gold teeth or something. He's like, I like. She's a fiery lass. This one, and then he grabs her. He grabs you, uh, Bonham, and he spins you around and uh, holds you in one. I mean, I don't want to make it seem like a romance novel and say a strong grip, but it's more like, you know, a, a spindly, irresistible branch inside of his coat. So it's, so it's strong, but it's unpleasant. How much did that cost? How much did what cost? Your teeth. <laughs> oh, pretty penny, molass. A pretty penny. They really do make quite a but it wasn't the gold that was that was uh, dear. It was me dear teeth. It was always nicer to have the originals. <laughs> well, we can't all be well-born lasses like yourself. No. The storms rage against all people alike, clearly. You're bantering here back and forth with the pirate. Wilton, the pirate is fucking pawing all over, um, all over Miss Bonham. Yes, I I, I uh, flip the piss around so I'm holding it by the barrel, and I'm gonna and that looking like I'm handing out, uh, holding it out to hand it to him. And uh, he's got either got let go of her or put his pistol away, one or the other, unless someone else steps forward to take it. I mean, his attention isn't really on you, and his pistol has kind of drifted a bit. How about the guy behind him? Has his attention drifted a little bit too? He has not pointed his pistol at you uh, a second time. Unless I said so otherwise, in which case he is, but I don't remember that. Things going on, I get the pistol around, so they say, oh, he's going to hand it over, and I'm going to clock him in the head with the pistol. Cool. Brawling! Yes. Just do a brawling versus ob one, because his attention is elsewhere. I uh, don't get any benefit from the pistol, because it's, uh, it's a weapon. It's just brawling. Yeah. You're just juicing an improv- improvised weapon to state your intent, right? And your intent is to... Clock him in the head. I hit. You can certainly hit him in the head. That's not going to be a problem. But what is what is the intent? Hitting him in the head is the task. But what is the intent? Get him to stop pawing over her. That's my primary intent. So, yeah, I'm getting... I hit him in the head. Right? You see? You clock him in the head. He goes, ow! And he, he lets go of uh, the lady. And uh, where the lady goes is up to the lady. But now you are right, like, nose to nose. Oh, do I do any damage to him because of that, or...? Uh, There's probably, like, some superficial stuff, but your intent wasn't to injure or, or knock you out, right, so... Get your hands off the lady, or I'll hit you again! So up comes his pistol. It's not cocked yet, but it's, it's like... You know, and now it's really like, okay, you shouldn't have done that. Now, now you've irritated the dog. And as this is about to, to go horribly sideways, we cut over to, to the Devil's Trumpet. We cut to the quay where the devil's trumpet is is moored, well, just outside the quay, I guess, uh, out on a jetty. Fat Charlie is uh, wringing his his hands a little, part in nervousness, part in excitement. Like, yeah, yeah. So should I just? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go in there and and uh, I'll just bring you with me. Uh, there, there shouldn't be an issue. Uh, and and, uh, and 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 you do your thing. You you t- you tell him all about uh, his girl and 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 um, and Swan. Right. That should uh, inflame his uh, passions and he'll go rushing out. (laughs) 
it's a good plan. It's a good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I better go first. Uh, and then he calls up to um, whoever's uh, sitting on the gun on the gunnel, uh, looking out over the the pier. Oh, there, uh, quartermaster coming aboard. Got a guest. He, he uh, scurries up the the gangplank. You in tow. The the young pirate nods at you and him, and he heads toward the the cabin in the in the forecastle at the front. So the other the other direction, the back, the aft. Uh, and he knocks on the door, and uh, you can hear Captain Shirley going, "I'm busy. I've told you I'm busy." There's there's something of really important really importance here for for you to 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 hear, Captain. Uh, uh, very important. You, you'll want to hear this definitely straight from the horse's mouth. And you can hear something muted, like "Sorry, gentlemen." Uh, and you can hear the boot heels of Captain Shirley as he's walking over and and uh, opening the door. And uh, I mean, you've been establishing this crew, so what do we see when we when we see Captain Shirley framed in the warm glow of the captain's cabin? Door. Long horse face, <laughs> fairly tall and angular, like a like a John Cleese. He's dressed fairly nicely though for a pirate. He like takes a his appearance. He's, at least his uh gets all the the best uh, clothes when you take a ship. Does he have the the like mustaches and and goatee style? Uh, I think he's clean shaven. Cool, cool, cool. Shirley's very neat. <laughs> he looks the two of you over. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is John Cleese in like fancy pirate getup. That's brilliant. That's perfect. <laughs> I'll try to resist being John Cleese by accident. <laughs> Sometimes happens. <laughs> yeah, I tend to I tend to fall into that when I play the officer in in um, Lady Blackbird. But anyway, Shirley looks the two of you over and says, uh, "Can can this really not wait?" Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, and he elbows you. Uh, Fat Shirley elbows you. Well, Captain, I, I I knew you'd you'd, you'd want to know about this. Um, Captain Swan, he had a great luck in a in a poker game, and as he was scooping up all his winnings, he was talking about he was gonna enjoy spending this. He was gonna go over to. Did we establish a name for the brothel yet? Or not? No. Uh, he was gonna go over to the Blushing Clam and uh, give uh, Nelly uh, right rogering and uh, show her what a real man was like. And uh, I know Nellie's your girl. So there's a there's a dangerous twitch in um, Shirley's left eye. Nellie, you say, Captain Swan? Yes, bastard. Give me a falsehood with uh, with advantage with an advantage die. If if you think you have a wise that fits, you can always make a case for it. No, it's my hub. Uh, I think Shirley's a captain, so he would be four. Persuasion fork? Sure, yes, absolutely. Pirate Cove's the only wise I think I really could sort of make an argument for that uh, I know how the the situation here in Tortuga and how these pirates behave. and Right, that's that's fine by me. And I'll throw in a persona because we need a success here. This is a burning wheel. Occasionally you have to get it like that. Before you roll, and I, I, I keep forgetting this, if you succeed... He's going to dash off in a huff, like, immediately. If you don't succeed, he is going to want you very likely to come with him and point out, you know, where, who, when, that kind of thing. He's going to make assumptions about why you're telling him this, and obviously it's because you want to be on his crew. Okay. The way I count it, I got six using the persona. Boom. Hey, 
Ha ha. Success. And a bunch of sixes as well. So in John Cleese fashion, he lets loose a short burst of invectives, opuning Swan's good heritage. And he stalks back into the cabin. He picks up his sword and he walks straight out down the, you know, across the <laughs> the deck, down the gangplank, and, and is going straight for, for the blushing clam. You hear the protestations of, of the two men he's been uh, entertaining. Like, they, they come kind of halfway out of the, the cabin, going like, but Captain Shirley, Shirley, what, what are you, please? Um, and he's not hearing them at all. He's like, he's laser focused on this one thing. And then, then um, they look to, um, to Fat Charlie and they go, well, did you have to do that? Um, and these, these men are kind of like, they have uh, dark curled wigs on. They have kind of mustaches and uh, kind of like cloaks, trench cloaks. You know, the cloak that has a, an extra little mini cloak on top of the first cloak, that just, just, just over the shoulders, right? They're clearly attempting to be incognito kind of, kind of clumsily. That sounds called a mantle. Ah, perfect. Fat Charlie's like, he just shrugs, you know, well, you know, the captain, uh, you know, uh, you, you should probably uh, hurry with him because, cause, uh, uh, you know, Swans, uh, he's, he's not a very fair fighter. Yeah, he's, he's not above shooting somebody who's, who's coming at him, especially if he's in bed, you know, with him. And, and the two of them go, oh, for, oh, for Lord's oh, Lord sake. And then uh, they hurry off as well. And you can hear, you can hear the distinct clacking of like expensive shoes uh, on the deck as they're, you know, hurrying off and down the gangplank as well. But there you go. And Fat Charlie whirls around at you and he looks like, you know, an anime schoolgirl who just, you know, aced a test or something. Uh, and can't contain his excitement. Like, yes. <laughs> now we just need to get your, your compatriots and, and we're good to go. Now, what about that captain? Yes, where would our our Captain Beckett be about now? <laughs> All right, Beckett. Hi. Let's hop on over to you. So clearly, while your compatriots have been off doing important things, you you have been busy somewhere else here in Tortuga doing stuff. Well, recovering for a while, and then... Oh, I see. Yep, I've I've been recovering. Now <laughs> I am finally venturing off to try and find my wayward crew. Okay. I mean, I told them to be quiet. I didn't tell them to disappear. So I think you've been wandering a little from uh, after waking up at this frightful early hour of like 10 in the evening. You need a good 10, 12 hours of beauty sleep to do, to do the kind of work you do. So <laughs> at least on land, you hear some commotion and some, some loud noises and voices uh, just around the corner. And you round the corner and you come into this like slightly sloping square. And uh, well, lo and behold, there's Bonham and Godfrey embroiled in some sort of potentially armed conflict it's about to break into bad stuff with um uh you think one of the one of captain swan's crew members and a native and well maybe two crew members actually this one under the the balcony of the the brothel there am i uh, familiar with captain swan uh yes uh of course i mean am i am i intimately familiar with captain swan uh, I doubt it. Uh, he's a cold, uh, unpleasant. Okay, so we don't get along. 
turd. Gotcha. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's the ideal pirate, really, in the sense that he doesn't really care about anything other than the plunder. Right. So he's an ass. Gotcha. You see me standing before the other pirate, holding my pistol the wrong way around. Yeah, they're up in in, in each other's noses, essentially. Let's <laughs> throw this racket then. Well, you know, this got crossed with that, and it was kind of important that little tatly fingers over here not talk to the wrong people. But we're just uh, trying to keep it on the level. I see. Would you mind explaining what this is? Dispute about whether he gets to keep his pistol or not. This gentleman was manhandling the lady over here. Yeah, and that probably wouldn't have ended up too good because he seems like the kind of guy who thinks there's only one way to do it. And that's way, you know, it kind of tends to get guys emasculated once the Order finds out. You wouldn't want the Order to find out, would you now, lad? All right, he, you know, the pirate says, looking to, over to Bill and the other one. Looks like we got three of them all at once. Let's just get on with it. And he points his pistol directly at the lady. What do you do, Mr. Um... Well, since I'm staying right in front of him, I knee him in the groin. If he's pointing the pistol at me, I know he's looking at me. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. And I feel a bit cornered. So it's time <laughs> to exploit some small-minded cowardice. I'll let you go first. All right, so this is sorcery. Excellent. Uh, any modifiers there? Do you think there are any particular modifiers? Well, yeah, I need, would have need to have put in some background. I do not really have a whole lot of time now that the uh, pistol is pointed at right at me. Even though I've been the most unassuming, and are are you willing to to risk that the stars are not right? If I do make that risk, and I get shot, no. What I mean is, you could for, fork in astrology. Oh, fork in astrology. Yes. And if you roll a one, though, on the astrology die, you have to roll again and take a, you have to take away a success and roll again, right? But if you get a six, it opens the other way, just like a normal sorcery die. Okay. Is obstacle on this? Well, obstacle is the spell obstacle, right? So that is three. And does it say anything about allocating additional successes? No, it does not have the little up arrow. Okay, so it's not a three up spell. It's okay. basically just to get just gotta get the three and then they make steel tests. Ah. Only two steps out of three. Yep. So that means it's a failure. So what I want you to do now is roll a die of fate. A three? Unfortunately for me, that is just harmless dissipation. Uh you summon up the the visage that you had in mind for the fear, and you, you make the sign, and you cannot, however, unfortunately, keep it uh, together the way you want. Maybe, maybe it's the stars. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's uh, Bill uh, that you see over over the pirate's shoulder, making you know, giving you the evil eye. Who knows? Doesn't go off. In fact, as you can see, uh, Wilton going into action and his knee is starting to elevate right um you see bill starting to round round wilton in order to get to you like okay he knows something was up you were you did something but didn't do something you know you were about to do something or something something's going on <laughs> so he's on to you but let's hop on to wilton and this time unfortunately the pirate is, is ready for you <laughs> i thought he was looking at at her. Ah, uh, yes. 
but it was a ruse, you see. So what modifiers do I get? From... Well, first of all, uh, what is your intent? Oh, uh, to knee him in the groin and basically make him double over in pain. It's not going to hurt him, other than, you know, the obvious. No, not going to spend a yard, huh? Uh, I'll, I'll give you an advantage die for, for the fact that he, he was expecting you to do something, but he, as you pointed out, his eyes weren't exactly on you. So I'll give you a bonus die, bonus die for that. And um, okay. it's going to be a versus test. So I'm going to roll for him. Come on, all ones. Pretty close. Uh, that's one. Ob one. Boing. Well, well, well. No sixes, but I still wonk into the old family jewels. So in a versus test... Uh, when you have a, a even result, the contest goes to the defender. In this case, old pirate. Your knee comes up. Uh, he takes half a step back, slides a bit. His heel slides a bit on the slick cobblestones, and he brings the heavy barrel down just over your ear. It's not hard enough that you're gonna, you know, take an injury or anything, but uh, it does make you stagger and go ah, right, and and suddenly you're you're not quite sure where he is. Uh, captain, my captain, <laughs> what are you doing? This this is devolving very quickly. There's a guy, the guy under the the uh, under the balcony that is uh, he's in the process of cocking his gun and lifting it at you. What do you do? Probably gonna duck. Okay, you just want to get out of the way. I want to get out of the way, but I also want to break this up because it's ridiculous. How would you like to go about breaking this up? I mean, we all have guns, so shooting a gun in the air isn't going to do anything. We don't all have guns. <laughs> Never bring a spell to a gunfight. <laughs> True enough. Classic wizard mistake. <laughs> I could duck out of the way and then stand up and shoot my gun in the air. Say something like, oi, this is like, are we gentlemen or are we not? <laughs> These are pirates. They're not going to be dissuaded by somebody shooting in the air. Alright, well, after I duck the the idiot trying to shoot me. I think I'm gonna pistol whip the person that's trying to manhandle my witch. Okay. Essentially, you wanna you wanna get to to Bill before he before Bill can get to um to your witch. Yes. Okay. She's an important investment. Let's do a versus test here. You're just gonna do a speed test. Let me roll first so I can tell you what the obstacle is gonna be. We have the pirate with the gun. Um, he cocks it. He he races it. And he attempts to get a bead on you as you dash by. Since you're moving, I'm probably going to give you a bonus die. And here's his roll. Uh, he has one success. Okay. Ta-da! You dash across the space. The the gun goes off. Misses me by a wide Whisses past. Yeah. Whisses past. Uh, you, hear, you hear a swear. A pirate swear. Ah, the sea! You get to Bill. You, you intercept Bill on his way to your witch. And I think we're probably in a situation where if there's a fight here, we should resolve it with a, a single role for whoever is engaged in a particular fight here. So it seems to me like we have Wilton and Pirate, and we have Beckett and Bill. If anyone else wants to involve themselves on either side, that's cool. So if you want to throw in with Wilton or, or the Captain Bonham, that's, uh, that's cool. You can tell me how you help. And specifically with what, with which skill, if you have any. Uh, and this can include just helping with, say, power. If you want to just like, oh, I grab hold of uh, hold of his arm and stop him from like jumping about, so he so he, so they can hit him more easily or something, right? Perfectly fine. 
I think whoever you are not ganging up on is going to be helped by, well, whoever you're ganging up on is going to be helped by the pirate who shot, rather. That's how we're doing it. And I'm just thinking of instead of fighting, just bull rushing and pushing him as far back as I as I can. So I'm literally thinking of doing just a power play on him. Just push as hard as I can so he falls over. It's pretty clear that they're they're looking to uh, kill or incapacitate you. That's their intent. It's a pretty vicious intent. They're not nice people. There's no real reason to be nice to them. <laughs> the thing is, I'm too close to pull my sword out. No, you're not. This is uh, we we're we're doing this in a one roll. There's going to be like a bunch of different uh, positioning involved in the. In that case, yeah, my cutlass comes out then. And what is uh, your intent, Wilton? And what is your intent, Captain? Well, one person's fired his pistol, so I'm going to try to disarm the pirate in front of me by disarming him, literally, with my sword. Uh, your your only intent here is to disarm these people. Well, no, disarm as in cut his heart. Cut, cut, de-arm. De-arm him. Basically, oh, I, his okay, dis. Dis. <laughs> <laughs> Lethally cripple. Fine. Okay. Swift amputation. And what is the intent of, of the captain? You you don't have much context for this situation, Captain. No, I don't. I want to knock him the heck out before he sullies my witch. Okay, perfect. Are, are you using... Non-lethal, non-lethal. Brawling, or are you attempting to use, like, the pommel of your sword, or... I guess I'll use the pommel of my sword. Okay, so you can use your, your sword skill if you want. Uh, let's do Wilton first. Oh, before before anyone rolls, the witch, uh, are you helping? And if you are helping, who are you helping? I'd like to help the captain look for an opening to stick a near foot in and kind of trip up Bill just enough for it be, to be easier for the captain to get a good shot in on him. Okay. I'll call that a power test. Uh, well, uh... Helping with helping with power, rather helping with power. Yes. So, meaning you roll nothing, but uh, you are going to mark a test at the exact same obstacle as uh, the captain is is up against for power. And unfortunately, power is a stat, so routine tests don't count. So, if it ends up being a routine test, too bad. So, let's do Wilton first. Your the the, the pirate you're you're fighting is not being ganged up on, so he's not being helped by pirate number two. Pirate number two is dashing in to help Bill. So it's just you and the pirate. Yanking my sword, and is he is he defending? How is he defending? I mean, he has a pistol. And... Yeah, he's going to attempt to shoot you, and then he's going to attempt to clobber you with his pistol uh, if he if he doesn't succeed in his first shot. But this is this is all in one like uh, uh, a bunch of motions and positioning in one roll. So we'll see how the the end result ends up. Um, I need to know my obstacle though. Uh, yes, it's a versus test, so um, I guess I can roll first, but you can also just roll against Ob 1, and then we'll we'll adjust. All right, no Arda, because I want to stay alive. <laughs> okay. Ooh, two. And I got two sixes, so hey, he's got two. Uh, he's got two successes. I'm spending that fate. Okay, make sure, remember to mark these down. 2d6. Fantastic. Keep rolling. So I got four successes. But yeah, so that would be, if we were using the, the more advanced stuff, that would be a mark hit, sort of loosely judging based on how many successes you get over, over the obstacle. But basically you beat him, and uh, which means you get your intent. You cut him very badly uh, across the arm, 
you know, his shot goes off, but it goes off into the palm tree. We hear a cat scream. You hear him go, ah, meow, meow, ah, and then he's bleeding all over the place. And on the other side of the, the little square, we have our friendly, well, maybe not so friendly captain, <laughs> tussling with Bill. Bill is brawling, and Bill is getting help from his friend. So he's going to roll four dice. You're using your sword, and you're getting, I assume, a single die help from, from Bonham. That is correct. Because your power isn't five, right, Bonham? Oh, it's three. And I'm also forking and brawling, however that works. Fantastic. Okay, so click the sword die. Modifiers two? Yes, yes. Modifiers will be two. One for brawling and, and um, one for... Um... All right, and no Arta for this. And base obstacle is what? Two? No, uh, just put it to one. And uh, I'm going to roll... I'm going to roll when you roll. Two successes. Aha! Bill and his friend generate one success. That means you succeed. <laughs> With the aid of, uh, of Bonham tripping Bill up, uh, you manage to not only beat him senseless, you also you can describe how you're, how you're making uh, short work of, of Bill's pirate buddy in, in a similar fashion. I like to think that pirate buddy tried to come up behind me. You know how pirates do. I noticed him, and I just went, I just backhanded him with the, with the palm of the sword. It's like, good night. <laughs> that made it look easy. This is totally like the kind of movie or TV show where they have like uh, a soundtrack that matches the action. So there would be like a, a horn section that would be like, boop, <laughs> when you smack the guy in the face. Perfect. Yeah, don't ever threaten my witch. Just don't. Don't do it. Okay, so you have two senseless pirates and and one uh, one pirate who's fading very fast from from fatigue and blood loss under the palm tree uh, and some excited uh, uh, brothel goers spilling out of the brothel going oh oh look it's a fight it's another fight they probably like this thrill of close contact with violence and death <laughs> you'll be able to get it up fast tip the staff well tip your girls very well. Based on what I saw, the guy who's fading fast is not probably not going to tell anyone. The only person who knows what was going on is Bill. Pistols up, cocked, I aim and shoot him in the head. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> well, you're lucky there's no law here, so. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm playing to my instinct. Yep. Well, finally. <laughs> well, I was going to shoot him anyway, but he, he, we, uh, we, we found him with somebody. You know, uh, so yeah. Do I even need the roll for this, or no, 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 no? Boom. What does Beckett say about that? What in the bloody hell is going on here? He's gonna get a reputation, planned. I already have that fast with the gun. I blow the smoke off the pistol. You know, shove in my belt. I lean in. We have a map, and he saw it, and he was gonna tell Swan because it's Swan's map. It's not Swan's map. It's our map. Our map, our map now, yes, but it was It's going to say my map, but it's not my map. It's the Order's map. Kindly lend, kindly go to you so that we can get the treasure and find Oru. Both of you, come here. He's going he's gonna to yank them behind the building. <laughs> yes, Captain. Do not say that word around this crowd of people. Understood. Oh, by the way, uh, y- you know Shadow? He's formatting a mutiny of of the uh, of the devil's trumpet. More secure place, please. <laughs> you guys are the best. Boy, <laughs> oh, you are the worst pirates. So we probably should head there now. Very well. 
but keep it hidden and don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm busy reloading my pistol as we walk along. And put that away. What's, it's useless if I don't load it. Put it away. It. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, so so Batman's spinning cutlass transition, uh, and uh, if we see you uh, rushing out on the quay, um, right where we have the, the devil's trumpet, you can see them coming, Shadow. There's our new captain right now. And about that time, you hear a bunch of shooting up in the uh, upper elevations of the... Uh... <laughs> Get the men up and ready to make way. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> so Fat Charlie gets, gets the rest of them going. Did they leave their charts? Oh, yeah, there, there are charts and stuff in the captain's uh, quarter. Well, given that I'm probably not going to have a whole lot of opportunity to go get the astrology books or whatever it is that I'm probably going to need to get, I might as well just go straight for uh, absorbing the new knowledge. I want to see those charts. So as Beckett steps aboard, uh, Fat Charlie, who is a somewhat porky pirate, uh, he steps up to you and he makes a little bow. Uh, ah, you must be the captain, I presume. It's, it's uh, Allow me to welcome you aboard the Devil's Trumpet. We stand ready to take your orders, sir. Good. See that the ship is ready to sail. Yes, of course. That's uh, Crowley said that earlier. He did now. Oh, I'm sure he didn't mean to to to, to uh, give an order in your stead. Uh, it was simply, you know, uh, expediency. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to go check the rudder. See that you do that. Yeah, excuses excuses himself. Turn, Sir Crowley. <laughs> you gave an order in my stead. Look at him blankly. Couldn't wait for you to get here. We need to get out of here. I I agree. But you don't give an order in my stead. Of course. See that you remember that. Of course, sir. Never happen again. What's your falsehood again? <laughs> <laughs> now, where is my good fortune? Oh, he's looking for his cat. Where is his good fortune? Probably picked it up on the way here. Okay, so she's probably on my shoulder. So the ship's cat gets to be a ship's cat here. Perfect. We had time to pick up the cat. We had time to pick up the books. Well, you didn't have books. That's that's the issue. You <laughs> have to go out and talk to Fencer to get the rest of my tools to do all of my skills, half of which require toolkits. You don't get those for free. Nope. Well, the next island, the next port we can see about getting you. If we can catch a skiff and get into St. Albans, kind of incognito? No, that's kind of on the other direction from where we're going. You haven't really looked very closely at the map, have you? It is time to look at the map, yeah. Can we look at the map? Yeah, can, can we look at the map? Take a leave, Captain. I'm going to be helping getting the ship ready, because I am a sailor. Let's go to the navigator's cabin and uh, compare this map to the charts. If you would be so kind, Mr. Shadow. Sure, I'll lead the way. And I'll lead the way to the, the cabin. It's it's a well-appointed cabin. Obviously, there's uh, some expensive clothing hanging around here and there. Probably a chest somewhere that has uh, the, the more exquisite items. There's a small table that has been um, kind of a, a, a wooden fold-out thing that clearly Captain Shirley and his guests had been have been pouring over. They have been pouring over some charts and some probably some documents, but it appears that somebody like snatched up a few before they left. Of the documents? Yeah. They appear to have uh, writing, dominion writing on them. But at least we got some of them. Hmm. I'm not sure that's good enough. 
They look pretty bo- they look pretty boring though. They look like like shipping manifests. Uh, still, the shipping manifests that could be good. Could be. Well, whatever those stuffy sovereign guys were worried about. Here's the map and pull it out and roll it out on the table. Thank you. All right. So I think this is a what would be what would be a cool type of map material that would be a little unexpected. Silk. Like, is it classic parchment? Is it human skin? Is it? Uh... <laughs> Actually, silk would be unusual. I was about to say, how old is the map? Do we think that this is a map from Uru or something that was made more recently? I doubt it's from Uru. I doubt it's from Uru. Okay. So I can't say it's like, it's a sheet of a weird polymer. But it's probably of a somewhat um, borderline, you know, sorcerer's nature, uh, given that it was something of interest to the order. Ooh, spider silk. Well, I only mean that, uh, who knows, there might be something uh, more than meets the eye about the map. But sure, let's say that it looks like a sort of silk uh, silk sheet. I'm kind of also thinking maybe in addition to the special inks that there might be uh, like these metallic threads kind of woven through it that may have some significance that we do not immediately know. So there you have it. There, there are clearly some, some what you would assume to be like a landmass, possibly a coastline, and some, some other bits. Clearly some um, symbols and glyphs, uh, what passes for writing from the old days. This is possibly something tells you that it, this, this seems like a, like a fancy upper crust society reproduction of, of something that's probably more like a rubbing from a stone original. So somebody made a really fancy version. This is unusual. It is indeed. Well, let's see if I can uh, translate some of these writings for you. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to... Hmm. Where is this leading us? It must be Uru. Better be leading the treasure. <laughs> he's, he's more like looking at where's the where's the uh, abouts is the end point. Continental landmass. Unfamiliar coastlines. The south. Hmm. How long do you think it's going to take to translate? Hmm. Probably wouldn't take too long with with what you what you know. But if you wanted to be really really sure, uh, you would need like a library for reference. Cross-referencing the provenance, cross-referencing the provenance is going to be somewhat beyond our means at this point. But I can give you a pretty good translation from my existing knowledge, according to my existing knowledge. All right, let's hear it. So I would like to apply my symbology to this. I think this would be something in the vicinity of foreign pictograms. So. Uh, it would be an ob five to properly translate, fully translate. And if you, if I think if you succeed on your symbology, you are going to get as good a translation as translation as you possibly can get without references, just working from memory uh, and your in your education. If you fail, there may be little details that you are not grasping, like a layer of meaning that that will escape you. Can my my mapwise assist? Absolutely. You can always be like, uh, uh, oh, this is over this feature. Should, doesn't that mean something? Looks like a mountain range here. Yeah. <laughs> Any forking possible here? Like, 
from navigation or if there's anything unusual in the way they shaped some of these letters with the calligraphy? Um, I think you can definitely fork in sorcery. All right. If you have other further suggestions, I'm willing to hear them. Uh, the calligraphy was... Well, the calligraphy's only two. I can still fork it in. If they have a, an unusual way that they shape some of these letters, if I think about them a little bit differently, it's like, well, this is kind of the equivalent of italics, so if I unslant it a little bit in my head, it's a little bit easier to understand maybe what these characters are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got one cartography, help, and we're forking sorcery. So each of these is a die? Yes. I might be pushing this down into routine, but I don't know what the obstacle is, do I? Five. It's five. My symbology's five. I've got three modifiers right now. I'm not going to spend an Arta. So, eight against five. Let's see. Four successes versus five obstacle, but I have two sixes in there. So let's fade it. But neither of those was a four. No. Or higher. Okay. So it speaks of a temple or sacred place uh, sealed away and where you believe it says something like relics lie guarded. Uh, there's definitely a, a, like a pictogram for like a, like a warden or, a, or maybe companion. Some, some of these are a little like up to interpretation and context but it's it's definitely the path to a some kind of old holy place there's definitely like a like a reliquary uh of some kind in in that place and it has either a guardian or it is companioned by something so i will pass that on to the captain of course without uh ruper's complete set of uru lexicography it would be difficult for me to pin down exactly whether this is a companion or guardian, but we should expect that there will be some potential danger there with the relics. So some sort of magic opposition is what you're saying? Yes. That is a safe opposition. Uh, you do recognize some of the um, uh, pictograms uh, which you've seen associated with, with Uru for a particular set of sites, which is about a two-week sail south of here. You know, obviously there there are some minor dangers along the way, but and uh, it, it's going to involve a few days few days jungle trek toward the end. But current stores and everything, it should be perfectly doable. I'm on deck. Well, at the same time, helping him get ready the ship. I'm also keeping an eye out for any returning pre uh, former captains or others. In the time it takes these guys to uh, go over the map and really interpret everything. You are out of the cove, gliding gently on the night night waves. Just safely out of or I mean, out of. Yeah, you don't see any particular like boats coming and going. Kind of an off off time of the day for that. The crew the crew is very happy to be um, doing something. Uh, apparently, they had been sitting for a while in port, and they were getting poorer by the moment. <laughs> poorer and poorer and poorer. Well, I mean, yeah, they are sailors, so kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nice at first when you have, you know, space to move around on, but, but then, you know, the money starts to run out and you're like, well, shouldn't we, um, you know, Shirley was apparently very interested in whatever. So we're taking his ship out from under him. Yeah, that was unfortunate for Shirley. I'm sure, I'm sure he won't mind at all if he survived. 
we're at sea, Captain. Anything you want to tell the crew? Well, do your best, dressed up. We got a long voyage ahead of us. Don't take more than your fair share. I'll put you all on rations. Right. So, so there's a there's the usual uh, ice and ice and so forth. Where to next? Follow the map, I suppose. We still need to get some provisions, uh, Captain. So maybe we need to stop somewhere along the way. Oh, I thought we already did that, but okay. We got the hell out of Dodge, but wherever it's on the ship. Uh, where's the nearest port from here that isn't the one we just left? <laughs> We need to false flag into a Dominion port. There's the sunken anchorage, or or the uh, dry realm sanctuary. That works. The dry realm sanctuary. Set sail for there. Maybe there will be a dabbler or two that I can... We'll have uh, perhaps some astrology charts that I could copy out. Because otherwise, I, I would have to assume that uh, we're covered on navigation tools, that we've got plenty of Bandages, right? We can deal with the odd gunshot or two, maybe? So really, only reading the stars is uh, something that I'd be short on. I will just have to see that we get you outfitted, then. Thank you. There should be a complete navigator's gear on this ship. There is, yes. They should have star charts, then. Well, it's always the interpretation that's difficult, you know, as to whether Sirius happens to be at the... Right angle above the horizon in this constellation, in ascension at this certain time of the day to be able to tell whether it's going to be lucky for us or not. It's another deeper layer of meaning that requires some reference. Yeah, we're heading to Dry Rum Island, Dry Rum Anchorage. Okay, and you imagine this to be where? South. Okay, Dry Rum Anchorage, and and what is this place? Port of all trades. Not really a place like the nobility hangout, but it's not shady either. It's just kind of like a old merchant's haven hideaway thing. Let's see how you how well you get there. Navigator. I do believe that is the skill I'm looking for. Navigation. Sounds like a maybe a short seagoing journey. That's not a very distant ways away, is it? I'd imagine not. Alright. This is uh chain of islands after all, so there should always be something fairly near unless you were going clear across the water down south. So there would be an OB3 navigation, and you should have access to a full suite of basic navigation gear, sextant and calculations and charts and I forget what those uh, scissor-like, uh, you know, leg things are called, but um, so no no extra obstacle for um, for lacking tools. You have the tools here. You can fork in astrology and pilot if you got them. The astrology, but I don't have the pilot. Anyone who wants to help can help as well. I'll help. I will help. Uh, can either we're using maps. I have map wise, or I've got C wise. If we just want to. C wise would be the the thing, definitely. I've also got pilot. Oh, excellent! So the quartermaster will, uh, Fat Charlie will will happily step away from the the wheel if you want to. Grab a hold and and take take charge there. He'll also look over, but he he won't interfere with the kind of navigation bits. But he'll look with an interesting eye at what you you guys are doing. Um, so, what sort of obstacle are we looking at here? Ob three. So it's an obstacle three for both Seawise and pilot. Okay. Uh, and you you guys get to just mark it down an ob three test. So whichever that is compared to your skill. Uh, my skill is three. 
If I get help from all of these guys and fork in my astrology, I'd be rolling six dice against an ob three. Yeah, that would be routine. Okay. As long as it doesn't go down to... Is there something below routine, like trivial? <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe me, you can still roll everything below four. Okay, good. What <laughs> <Like> that! <clears throat> oh, did you get any sixes? No sixes. There are no sixes. Okay. Interesting. So, you, you chart a course. This is probably one of those. You know, in fact, take an advantage die. If, if dry rum uh, anchorage is, is near Tortuga, it's probably one of those places that a lot of the sailors go to regularly, including you guys. So just roll an extra die for that, whatever that comes up, if it matters. We'll see. Okay, it didn't. But now, now it's fair. <laughs> Watch out for those shoals. It's not a case of you not knowing how to get there. It's just that uh, first the weather takes a turn. The wind starts to pick up, pick up from the south, and so you're sailing against the wind instead of before the wind, which slows you down. Now you're dismasted, sir. Dismasted, I say. And then uh, you get a call from the lookout, you know, ship ho, and you can see white sails in the south coming up toward you. Flares flying? What flag are they flying? You uh, peer through the spyglass. You see a the well. You think it's Dominion colors. They have kind of distinctive. Their ship designs tend to be on the like voluptuous side. They tend to be kind of curved like a woman, uh, very sensual and suggestive. Um, and they often have racy uh, figureheads. Take it. This one is no no exception. No, it's like a. He makes a noise of disgust and uh, hands the spyglass to uh, to Susan. Dominion. <laughs> it's, it's probably like a merman with an outrageous phallus or something. It's just like, come on, dudes. <laughs> it's a little bit out there, don't you think? I'd like to see an order inquisitor get a hold of one of those. <laughs> I'd like to get a hold of one of those, but not for the reason you think. You see something. You see something else, Beckett, in the spyglass. As you're as you're commenting on the the silliness of their ship design, uh, you see a, a boy step up uh, on the forecastle and start waving flags. Which flags is he waving? Clearly in your directions. Well, they're they're these two signal flags. You see. Well, they're signaling us. Seamanship, because that would be para seamanship. Uh, I believe it's its own skill. Semaphore wise, is that what we need? <laughs> if you have that, yeah, yeah. I do think it's called signaling. I do not have that, so. I bet the uh, quartermaster does. All right. Do you do you tell Fat Charlie? Yep. Oh, all right. Uh, let, let, let me have that. He paws your spyglass with his greasy fingers. Uh, he he wipes them on his greasy coat first, so it it has no effect. And then he pierces the spyglass with the. His tongue jutting out the corner of his mouth. He goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And let's roll for Greasy Charlie. Fat Charlie, sorry. Uh, oh, dear. Uh. Okay. So, ah, uh, yeah. Um, I think they're calling us over for, um, for uh, the help. Help? Yes. Uh, yes, they want help. Uh, there could be some nice bonus in it if we help them out. So, uh, sail for that ship. What type of ship is it? Is it a warship, merchant ship? Yeah, this this looks like it might be a military vessel. It does not look like a um, 
it does not look like a uh, like a merchant van. However, it's not big enough to be like a serious pirate hunter or or like a warship uh, meant to compete with the the biggest in in the the other powers navies. An educated guess would be like this would be like the military ship of uh, designed to like transport important people. Basically, an arm, an arm sloop or something that go really fast. Uh, it's bigger than something like a brig or a brigantine or something in that vein, but uh, it's, it's probably more. It, it looks wise. It probably looks like a small galleon. So the Devil's Trumpet. What kind of ship is it? Uh, this would be more like a like a sloop or sloop of war or whatever you would call them, the smaller ones. Yeah. So it's bigger than us. Oh yeah, it's bigger. Not much, but it is bigger. Oh, we never did say cannons. Oh yeah. You have some. Yeah, unfortunately, I have no skill in it whatsoever. But I don't, don't even think there is a skill for cannons. Artillerist, I think. Send them a return reply. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll have to get my flags. <laughs> uh, well, what do you want to say? Do you intend to help them, Captain? I think we should try to. There could be a good reward in it for us if we do. So, and if they want something we can't provide, we'll just uh, ourselves. What ourselves? You drop help out. ourselves. Request received. Coming to help. Sounds good to me. So, so we're helping. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll I'll go get my flags and get up to the war castle. Uh, give me a moment. Scurries off. Comes back a little while later. I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, let the crew know what's going on, and I go out amongst the crew, telling them be prepared. There might be trouble. <laughs> Yep, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Making sure my pistol's loaded. Yep. Sort it ready. Yep. Fat Charlie stands at the, in the forecastle uh, quite a while doing signaling. Obviously, he, he asks you to come over after a while to the, confirm that, uh, you know, they they've actually probably asks uh, Beckett to come with him so that, you know, he can signal a while and then he can ask you to, like, look in the spyglass, see if they're changing their message or whatever, right? And... After a short back and forth, it's like, okay, over and out, essentially. Oh, oh, uh, he says, they're asking, do we have food? Should I answer? Yeah, go ahead. We're going to get more at the, uh, the port anyway, so. Yeah, okay. So he starts signaling that. After that, the uh, the boy jumps down from the forecastle on the Dominion ship and vanishes down among the rest of the crew. It's a little bit of a waiting game where you can make preparations if you want are you just saying there might be troubles to be ready or are you loading your cannons or are you what are you doing i think we're just gonna say be prepared for trouble don't invite it but be prepared for it does that include loading cannons it does okay i think you probably have like 10 cannons uh so it'd be five on each side or something or maybe four on each side and then one one front one back right something like that it's not an overwhelming force but at least you can defend yourself a little the idea is to not use it though so any any other preparations find the food divide what we have versus what we to give them just kind of why are we getting we are pirates yeah i know but not everything has to end in bloodshed we're gonna give food to the wealthy dominion let's just see if they'll give us a reward first you go doubting my leadership. Hi, Captain. Okay. <laughs> so minutes pass, moments pass. Eventually, you you draw close. You can you begin to see people 
in the rigging and, uh, and by the gunnels and a few of them start waving at you. They, they seem the usual kind of um, likely clads for the Dominion commoner types, sailor types. Yeah, so they are Dominion. Okay. Yeah, you, you didn't mistake you didn't mistake the colors or anything. I mean, sure, surely they could have mercenaries, but uh, this team seems to be like a typical Dominion vessel. So if we did want to jump them, they'd be pretty easy to jump. I wouldn't say that. They 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 certainly have a an edge on you in in ship profile and and guns and people. There are more of them than you. That's true. So let's let's not aggravate anybody if we unless can. this is the Crimson Pirate and it's like there are two hundred Marines on board, yeah, you know, and only twenty pirates. That that puts the odds slightly in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're that kind of pirates, right? Not yet, no. As you draw close, tell me what each of you are doing. Where are you? I'm watching the ship petting the cat and uh, making plans. On the on the poop or in the... Yeah, I'm on the poop deck. Up the rigging near a line. If I have to, I can swing across. Okay. Where's our witch? I'm bringing out bandages and medicines so that they can say if if there's a medical emergency over there that I'm ready to help them with that. So you're you're going through the stores, essentially. Going up and down. Yeah. And where's Crowley? Trying to find a nice spot at the the bow where I can get a good first look at this thing from cover. Okay. Uh, Give me a perception roll, Crowley. Uh, Ob ob three. Any sixes? Do have a six. Uh, If you succeed, you are going to discover something meaningful. If you don't, you're not. So I'll take the chance. Yes. Roll again. Roll again. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, Mark, that you put a fate on your perception, and was that a difficult test? Three to four. It's difficult. Yes. Uh, and it was successful, so you get to mark it. Perception tests only only count on successful rolls. So you, and only you, since you're not somewhat busy doing other things, I think in a moment maybe... Uh, Wilton might be able to notice as well. These sailors are always a little difficult to tell because they're they're kind of dark of complexion. Some of them have this kind of kind of uh, grayish tint to their lips. Uh, it's not like an like oh no they have the plague or something, but it's something that looks odd and like they might have something you don't know what. What are they doing? What do they look like? They're preparing. Are they preparing to do anything? Are they just waiting or? Most of them are waiting. Some of them are are uh, working the rigging. Clearly, I mean they've they've uh, uh, what do they call it? Reef the sails or whatever to to bring their uh, their ship to a to a gentler approach so they can bring themselves alongside. Uh, now that they're getting closer, they're calling to you, saying hello. Voices sound different. Uh, they sound like typical Dominion folks, I guess. But make a make a, a perception test as well, since you're hanging in the rigging. What's the uh, same obstacle? On this? Three, three. Nope. Was that a difficult test? It's a failure, though, right? So it doesn't. Uh... Oh, right. <laughs> Good catch. Perception only advances on successes. Yeah, you don't notice anything in particular about different about them. For now, it's only Crowley. What looks like an officer who has doffed his coat or jacket, he's only wearing his shirt and he looks like he hasn't changed it in a bit, comes close to a gunnel and he has some some people bring um, like a gangplank, essentially. But they're waiting. Oh, oh no. Don't, don't let them 
lower that over to us. Who are you talking to? Saying that to the crew, our crew, and okay. hopefully our right. captain close enough. Well, Why? What's up? There's something wrong with them. I think they may be sick. We don't want to catch it. Yep. Belay that. So you call over to them and belay that. Yep. Uh, this officer spies you. Captain Beckett raises his hand a bit to shade his eyes from the, the low morning sun. Calls out, uh, Captain? Sir? I was going to ask before I laid the gangplank. There is a, a malady on board. Uh, we do not think it is serious, but um, our commander uh, has taken ill. And we were hoping perhaps you had some medicine on board or a surgeon, perhaps. Aye, that we do. As a gentleman to another, would you be averse to loaning me your your surgeon? He's going to look at Susan. Surgeon? Uh, sure, I shrug. I was ready to send medicine over anyway, so let's diagnose him and find out what I need to brew up. Yeah, I'm climbing down the rigging and landing next to Susan and said, well, you're going to need someone to help you. As you like, Wilson. Permission to lay the gangplank, then. Granted, just nobody come over. We'll send ours over. Uh, you heard the captain, men. Uh, you should probably keep your crew uh, in check as well. Uh, no no over, overly curious people. You guys heard him. Stay back. Take my apothecary kit and uh, give me room, give me room. I grab the air side of the kit and help her carry it onto the ship. When Bonham is aboard the other ship, the Dominion ship, and you are about to come aboard, the officer holds up his hand against uh, toward you, and he says, Is it necessary you, you come aboard? My men can carry the, that end. I'm her assistant. Extremely difficult to dissuade. Okay, he looks over to, uh, to Bonham as if to look for confirmation. He's very difficult to dissuade. I see. Well, it is your risk to take. Does he step aside? Yes. All right. I'll get on and continue carrying, helping carrying the kit. Have you got clean water? I've got a bar of soap if you've got clean water. I cannot vouch for the water. We have all been drinking it, but only the commander has been seriously ill. All right. You got alcohol, maybe some, you can boil some water, put it through a cheesecloth, because sometimes in these situations it's necessary to make some oblations of course let me see them this way uh he leads you off to captain's quarters under the poop and uh immediately upon entering fairly fairly generously spaced cabin there's the smell of well sweaty old man and french cheese and spoiled food it doesn't quite smell like barn, more more like something has been allowed to gestate for too long. It's kind of a, an odd, sickly sweet. And there's a, a corner bed with uh, rich red silk sheets. And uh, there's a kind of bony man in there uh, with a, like a nightcap on, white beard. He has one kind of skinny arm uh, on the, on the, over the sheet, and it looks kind of pale and it has these dark blotches on it almost like bruises ubos well it could be we will want to uh wash him that we may petition the gods to purge the sin of illness from him all right let's get it the the gods (laughs) i'm sorry it is uh, it is our custom that uh a man a man of good standing should be 
washed as often as he has the opportunity. Remember, singular God. Yes, I am sorry, God. Gives you a little bit of a uh, suspicious look, and then he... And saints. God and saints. He uh, crosses himself, essentially. Well, is your assistant enough, or shall I fetch uh, another man to lift the commander? Milton is a strong man. Yep, we need that wa- We need that wa- water. Go boil water, if you can. Boil lots of it. How much would you need? Big pot. A healthy man can maybe do with three or four liters, but I would probably say 20, 25 at least. I put my hands out in a circle. Big, big pot. He doesn't look happy, but but um, he delegates, gets gets folks to, to rush off and do what they're supposed to. And then he lingers in here. Is his night clothes sticking to his skin? Uh, yes, he's sweating a good deal. Yeah, I don't want to think what this is like. Okay, madam, um, you may want to avert <laughs> your eyes. It's probably literally nothing she has never seen before. You don't tell out the Wilton. Highly doubt our, uh, our witch is a virgin. Highly doubt. That's fighting words. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are many who think that there's only one way to do it, and that does make men somewhat bothersome. It's a little bit easier to be creative with women, though I do like men too. Hey, so do I. You're not there. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, you you peel him out of the bed and and get him up. He's kind of barely standing. You're gonna you have to help him stand. Do you attempt to get him out of his nightshirt? Oh yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to clean him. We're not gonna clean him in his shirt. Okay. Is it buttoned? No, no. It's it's, no, uh, it's a one continuous little, piece. Really long shirt. <laughs> You, you just roll it off him, and as you begin to do so, you notice there are some bulbous, spongy bits on his back. I'm making a face right now you can't see, but yeah. It's... I'm so happy right now because this hasn't happened since Dungeon World with the t- Monday Tuesday group when I described uh, them punching through undead. <laughs> they were like, we want to stop playing now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I, I just got a picture in my head of, uh, you, you, you know, the look of brain coral. I mean, that means it's spongy. This is, it looks like brain coral on his back. It's like, <laughs> ah! We may be here sometime. So this is before you've revealed what it is, right? You can feel it through the fabric. And before you see what it is, there there is that bruising again. Roll, roll, roll. Okay. You see what appears to be a glassy watery boil and there's there's something like a frog or something in it give me a steel test mister what's my obstacle obstacle so this is going to be at a at a plus three obstacle all told okay Eh, i might survive you're gonna survive don't worry it's just a question of how long you hesitate and how you choose to hesitate Oh, I got six. I'm spending a fake point on that to re-roll that damn six. Oh, your obstacle can't be three. I thought you said it was, you said this was three. So the, so the base obstacle is your hesitation, which should be like six or seven. Six. six. So nine is the obstacle. Nine. I'm still going to roll that six. Yeah. And remember, it's, it's open-ended by default, so... You don't need to spend a fate. The only reason you would spend a fate uh, on an open-ended skill is if you want to re-roll a traitor. Nah, I'll just do the 1d6. Nope. So for six actions, six, uh, six moments, what do you do? You can stand and drool, 
You can fall prone and beg for mercy. You can run screaming or you can swoon. I just stare. My eyes go up and I fall backwards. I swoon. (laughs) Have the vapors. So he collapses and the commander collapses on top of him. So even the XO's down? The commander he was holding up because he couldn't stand on his own. Uh, Wilton has fallen down and then you start talking about he was holding up the old man, and I'm saying it's the old man who's also fallen down? Yes, because now Wilton is not holding him up. So he he falls back on top of uh, Wilton with a squelch. Does it, uh, does, it, does it pop? Well, you hear a squelch. Uh, well, you're swooning, so. We need a hand. Yeah, you hear the, the officer go, God! Just takes a step back, and then he, he uh, uh, calls for some sailors to rush in and help. For a man so acquainted with blood, you'd figure. So, on the Devil's Trumpet, it's been a short little bit since uh, the two of them went across, Bickett and Crowley. Uh, You've seen some folks go into the captain's quarters, and you've seen some uh, leave the captain's quarters and go below decks. Now, you hear shouting from the captain's quarters, and you see two, three sailors rush in. No, I think I'm going to go over there. Okay. And take Shadow with me. Uh, I'm Captain. Uh, yeah, I'm not going over there. Excuse me? I'm not catching whatever the hell those people over there have. <sighs> yourself. I'm going to go over there, see what's going on, if they need my help or not. Uh, okay, so the, the sailors on the other side give you a concerned look, but uh, they don't stop you. You're the captain. Step aboard the Dominion ship. You enter the half-open door to the captain's quarters, and you see two of the sailors who who, who uh, dashed in are helping lift the, this old, frail man that I've described uh, up off the floor. You see Wilton sprawled on the floor, and he's just slowly coming to, like he was knocked out or fainted or something. What's Bonham doing as as the captain steps in through the, the door? Well, you man, let's... Uh... Let's continue with this diagnosis. Can we get a good look, please? Help me with this shirt. I guess I'll back off. I've got it in hand. You might want to take Wilton with you, Captain. It's just... I did not expect that. It's a frog. It's a frog. They half lay the commander back down in the bed. And this is where you see that there's like a gouge in his back where the where Wilton saw the boil. What the... Um, and it's sort of pouring this viscous fluid out of it. Well, maybe it's for the best. Drain the t- poisons out. We can get that clean water in here. And then you hear a bunch of like scuttling and like there's something alive under the bed and slipping on the on the tarred floor, making like you know like a like a slick animal that's trying to get a grip. And it's kind of vicious and quick and t- twitchy. Critters. Never good to have critters around sick people. Let's get it out. <laughs> I'm going to take Wilton and go back to our ship. Wilton, you're just coming to, you're maybe like rising up to an elbow. You have this great view of the underside of the bed, right? Where you see this misshapen kind of froggy tadpole fish thing with, you know, five legs and a twisted kind of mouth thing. Like, it's kind of like uh, it must have been like um, coiled in o- over itself in the in the boil because it seems much bigger now. Like when it's out and 
thrashing about. It's like thrashing about like it's confused or something. Like it, it's just, it's awful. Fist size or hand, sprayed out hand size? It is about as long as your arm. I'm grabbing my pistol, aiming at the bed and firing. <laughs> at this point, the captain's going to go, what the fuck? <laughs> we cut to outside of the, the captain's quarters and we hear the report of the pistol. And the scream. All of the, yeah, the scream and the report of the pistol and all of the sailors like jerk and look in that direction. And that's where we're going to end today. <laughs> so let's quickly go over your, your beliefs. I'll start with Beckett since you have to go first. I will own my own ship and name her Fairweather. That's uh, staying. That's not going anywhere. Okay. Do you think you've made partial progress toward owning your own ship? No, I have not. Uh, would you be willing to rename the Devil's Trumpet Fairweather? I might be, yes. So, would you say that perhaps you've made partial progress? Perhaps. Uh, then take a fate point for that. I will protect my ship and crew. You certainly did that in port, and you're doing it now, I presume, or you're in the. I am doing, doing it, it now. Yes. You can, take, you can take a fate for that. Uh, if you, in future, if you want to do, if, if you want to state a specific thing you want to protect them from, then you can start earning persona points. If there's a particular thing you want to protect them from, like the frog plague or <laughs> whatever the hell this is, uh, you will discover what lies at the end of this map. Well, you certainly helped in in deciphering it. Yes. So, or did you? What did you help with again? Piloting. I mean, deciphering deciphering the map. Oh, the map. It. No, I did not help with that. Okay. I I would not say that you worked toward it this time, but it, there's certainly opportunities in the future for this sort of thing. So two fate for you. And the instincts you use. Did we actually cover instincts? I don't think we did, no, right? We should have we should have had at least one for you. But you know, it's cool. You have a you have a week or more to think about. You know, at least one. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll I'll poke you because I don't have the book. So no worries. So do you think you played a particular trait that that pushed the story in a new or unforeseen direction or or fun direction? A little bit wary, a little bit predatory, but nothing that really nothing that really pushed the story in a direction. No, I don't. I don't think you were superstitious, predatory, or wary particularly. The session. Not particularly, no. But I, 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 I played it up a little bit, but not enough to count. Maybe there'll, there'll be interesting opportunities next session. Uh, I don't think any humor came up. Right skill, right time. Don't think so. And the rest will do with the rest of you. Okay. And if you absolutely have to go now, then uh, if you earn the mold breaker, uh, sorry, the workhorse MVP, I'll amend that for you. So. Okay. I will see you guys later. Awesome. See you. Thanks, Have a good one, Ari. Okay, uh, Crowley, congratulations! You finished your uh, Captain Shirley beliefs. Uh, belief. You convinced Captain Shirley to leave the ship, uh, and you convinced him to do so very expediently. So take a persona point. You must aid Sawbones in finding the location of the lost treasure of the ancients. Uh, I say you are certainly well on your way. So you get a fate for that. Did you have an instinct that put you in trouble? An obtrusive, always have a lie. I don't think anything got you into trouble, right? No. Any particular trait you played up? You, you played a little paranoid, I'm for paranoid. sure. Paranoid. <laughs> it was very subtle, but there was a little bit of problem with authority as well. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I'll give you a fate for problem with authority, because you did deny the captain an order here. Okay, let's move on to Anum. So, I must acquire adequate tools for this crew to survive. 
the search for Uru. Uh, I think getting a hold of a ship is getting you there. You don't have. It depends. Like if you if you mean like a proper library to really make sure that you that you have the right information, or if you're talking about a full set of tools for every occasion. Yeah, that's most of what I'm going for, is trying to be able to supply all of my skills. And I getting the ship supplies most of them except astrology. Um, I'll give you faith this time, but for the future, let's nail down a thing that you really want to acquire and have you push for acquiring it, right? Because right. we're, depending on how next session goes, you're probably going to get into port uh, next session, and then you can start, like, having a good look for, say, whether it's apothecary tools or astrology tools or you definitely got the map safely out of tortuga so take a take a persona point for that never pass up a chance of at new knowledge well that's going to be an interesting instinct for next time i think it will be yes because i'm going if i can i'm going to want to uh capture this specimen or get it intact enough to uh take a good look at it this time i only got about as far as saying i really want to see those charts yep uh, I do. I do think you got into trouble attempting to exploit small-minded cowardice this time. I, I did try. Yeah. <laughs> so take a fate for that. Okay. Uh, do you think you have a trait that you played up particularly? Well, let's see. Okay, it got you into trouble, or it drew, drove the story in in a new and interesting direction. Frequent bather, maybe. I think I'm playing against tight vested and class conscious, but when approaching the other ship's captain, I am definitely leaning into the frequent bather mm-hmm. trait. Um, I'm on board with that, so that would be a fate, I believe. Very good. And now we can talk about embodiment. Uh, when a player captures uh, the mood uh, of the table, you what? Forgot Welton. You forgot oh, Welton. Duh. Forget <laughs> him. He did wake up. He's gone from nobody calling him Zigzag to somebody mispronouncing his first name to him being totally forgotten. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Stu Wilton. Okay, I will stop Swan's crew from uh, reporting on our plans. Boom. Persona point. Yay. I will make sure her ladyship doesn't get into trouble. Well, I followed along. I, I did my best. I'll give you a feint. I'll give you a feint. She got into trouble, but it was kind of her own fault. <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of continuously is her fault. You may have to have a conversation with her at some point, right? Instinct. Yeah, that's going to lead to problems later, so take a fate point. Hey, watch the damn thing multiply when you shoot it. Now, my traits are interesting. Colossy is undefined. And the first thing I did was get on the ship was start working with the crew and getting the ship ready. Uh, do you think it put you, got you in trouble or drove the story in a new or interesting direction? No, just maybe part of the crew. And I totally forgot, I have Bruiser as a call-on trade. I could have used that during the fight. Yeah, you could have, you could have called on that to break the tie with uh, the pirate. And doesn't that give me a ability to re-roll traders as well? Yes, you can, I, either of those two. You can either break a tie or you can re-roll traitors. Okay. And I haven't eaten anything yet, so that's good. We'll see what happens with the frog thing, I guess. And that's pretty much it. So embodiment. So when a player captures the mood of the, captures the mood of the table perfectly and further drives the story onward, one persona point is awarded. Moments like great speeches, desperate decisions, or gruesome revenge fall into this category. This is a tough award to get, 
as a player must really go above and beyond in his role playing. I want to make a case for humor. Okay. When Dirk named the brothel the blushing clam, you couldn't hear me because I was muted, but I was laughing. So I was. <laughs> to be fair, I was laughing too. So you may have a yeah, case. Yeah. What's there, our witch? I don't have I, any specific things. I didn't. I, I guess I took the brush, blushing clam in stride because I. I right. didn't break out laughing at the time, but All right. some things will, uh, I'm sure, fly over my head or under it. <laughs> it's all right. No fate for you. So, embodiment then. Anybody think anybody is due embodiment? Any particular character? Are we still feeling these characters out? I kind of think so. Yeah. Big uh, character-defining stand. Not really? Uh, let's move on then to Moldbreaker. Uh, did anyone struggle with conflicting beliefs or or working at counter purposes to their beliefs in order to help somebody else achieve theirs? Not really, right? Nah, not me. Okay, we covered personal goals, so let's go to Workhorse. Uh, being the Workhorse character, the most relied upon in a given scenario, is worth a persona point. This is for the mundane stuff, having that piece of gear to make a scene go, having that skill to get the other characters safely through danger, or just generally slaving away behind the scenes to make it all work. Any nominations, guys? I am not allowed to have opinions. These are not obligated to be handed out every session, so... I would nominate myself for getting the ship. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you were quite successful with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. Boom. Persona. So MVP, being voted the most valuable player for a scenario, earns a persona point. MVP is for the character who drives the story to its conclusion, the character who shines in the last moments, and about whom everyone agrees, damn, we couldn't have done it without him. There's still too much of an ensemble group right now. Don't have enough important successes yet. that You don't feel like, boy, they really did it there. It's like, well, they didn't really do it. Well, it's early days, so it's understandable. Good session, decent time. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. If there's anything in particular you think uh, we, can, we can do or I can shape up, like uh, uh, move things along more when when you miss in coming up with... A, I know I, ne- I need to get better at like stating uh, success and failure conditions, right? Because if, if there really isn't a clear success-failure success, condition, I'm really supposed to say yes to a lot of what you're attempting. Have a good week. Take care of yourself. Thank you very much. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Just different from social skills, which are trickier to advance unless you, you know, torture your your interlocutor first or something. Which is why I was always telling Flint he should beat people up and then try to try to persuade them <laughs> or intimidate them, whatever. But he was just too good for it, you know. His loss. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.